Hey, Inner Guidance Daily Family, how are you doing today? How are you feeling? So it's not every day that you get to interview one of your all-time favorite authors. And last week, I actually got the opportunity. It was one of those moments where I had to just really allow myself to be present in the moment because it was almost surreal that it was happening. So I had the opportunity to interview Sonia Choquette, who is a spiritual teacher, intuitive guide, and who has been doing this for the last 40 years. She's written over 27 books on spirituality, psychic abilities, the pathway of the soul, and so many more. She personally has changed my life. I've read over nine of her books, one of them many, many, many times. And um, the interview itself happened very easily and almost kind of effortlessly. It was like it was very aligned on both sides that this was a conversation that needed to take place. And I was, like I said, I had to be very present because it was very easy to, um, you know, uh, escape into, you know, the what ifs, the could ifs, and the, all the things that can spin you out from your ego. But as I showed up with my heart and as my spirit, I knew that this conversation was just going to be so good and it is it's so awesome we talk about pathway of the soul we talk about guides we talk about the current world and her perspective on that and she offers some really good advice that i really am encouraging you to hear let it sink in maybe meditate on it journal on it and see how that can change your life and we talk about the ego and the soul and how to make your ego work for your soul, what I think is interesting. And then we talk about what this whole podcast is about is connecting with your higher self and using your higher self as your number one guide in life. It's such a good conversation. It was such an honor to interview her. I'm so happy you're here hearing this conversation. Enjoy it so much. Welcome to Sonia Choquette. Welcome to Inner Guidance Daily. Today, I have a very special guest, one of my favorite, favorite authors and teachers, Sonia Choquette. Sonia, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so happy to be with you today, Lauren. Yes, I'm so happy you're here. So I want to give people just a really quick snapshot of who you are, if they're not familiar. You're 27 times New York bestseller, uh, an author of 17 books. And you know, I was actually doing some research. Is 17 the right number or is there more? Actually, it's 27 books in 37 languages, but we can go with 17. That's fine. <laughs> no, no, let's do what it is. Because I, I was- I like to write. Yes. 27 books. Okay. So I have read nine of your books and one of them multiple times. I mean, even the idea of 27 books is mind blowing to me. How do you do that? (laughs) Well, I love to teach. I love to empower people. I love to tell stories. I love to, I love to write. So for me, it's just a long conversation. It's just a really engaged, exciting conversation. I love and that. I also channel my books. I don't plan them. They're not coming from my intellect. I get the guidance to write them. And I've never even had a book plan. I've never had any kind of an idea of what I'm going to write. I just write. So it's, it's been a beautiful experience. And it's been just 
very exciting how it's worked out that those books got into the world. Yeah. And I, I can't imagine the amount of lives you've touched with 27 books. I know you've touched my own life, you know, with, with the work. And I'm so, I'm so thankful that you're doing that. And I have to be honest with you as well. When I was prepping for this show, which I, I put a lot of effort into because you are one of my favorite teachers. Um, I have to be honest with you that every time I sat down to write the questions, to formulate my thoughts, to get everything prepared, I kept hearing talk about her mother, ask questions about her mom, hold space for her to share about her mother. So I'm not sure what that means, but I have to trust it, which is guidance you've, you've provided me. Of course. Of course. It makes sense to me. Okay. And my family, we call my, my daughters call her the, the OG, the original. <laughs> um, my mother is, first of all, she's 90 and alive and well and healthy. She's been my teacher by the way she's lived. She's, she's Romanian. She was a prisoner of war as a child in Germany during World War II from the time she was 12 to 15. The American soldiers came and liberated the camps and my mother met my father when she was 15. Married her and she had lost her family. She lost her hearing. I grew up with a mother who was deaf. Wow. Um, she came to America. I'm one of seven children, and um, she gave us an, an a mandate, so to speak, about how to live life that saved her life. And she said, "No matter what appears, no matter what others say, no matter what what it, it feels like from the outside, you have a spirit, and your spirit talks to you." And so every decision you make in life needs to be be asked you need to ask yourself what does your spirit say and mm -hmm. go with that and that was the way i was raised so i was never raised with a value system that said ask for permission from authority figures outside in fact i never did i never was encouraged to it didn't it wasn't part of my family value system right my family value was trust your vibes and that's it and that God talks to your heart and that that's the truth of your life. And you have to have the courage to live that. So in that regard, it was, it's a very matriarchal, divinely feminine, deeply spiritual family experience I had. And it's, it's like I say, the gift of my life is not that I'm intuitive, but that I was given the culture mm. to develop my intuition and I've devoted myself to trying to create that same culture through my books and other people's lives. Right. And it shows for sure. How did your, how, uh, how was your mom so courageous in trusting, you know, that message? Where did she learn that? Well, it's a family. She said, my, my grandmother, her mother was a, a, a very religious woman, hmm. um, Greek Orthodox or Romanian Orthodox because they were in Romania very spiritual, very intuitive. My mom lost connection with her family when there was an evacuation during the war. So she was just a child. She was 12. Mm -hmm. and so she, she only had that to draw on. She was in a German work camp. She was in horrible, horrible conditions. But she said what saved her life was listening to her inner voice, which she learned from her mother mm. versus listening to everyone else, which told her you're going to die and we're all doomed. And that's the end of that. 
Right. So she said, I had a choice. I mean, I, if I listened to those around me, it was the end of my life. Right. We were doomed. And there was something in me that just would not cooperate with that. So she's very feisty. She broke all the rules. She, she was an artist, a painter, a designer. She did intuitive guidance work. Um, she was deaf. So she said, I don't, I, and she always thought that was a gift. She lost mm -hmm. her hearing during the, the war due to rheumatic fever, but she said it, it allowed me not to listen to nonsense. Right. Cause I could only hear vibration. Right. And so I listened to vibration and I could tell if the vibration was true or not true. And so I learned instead of hearing being emphasized growing up, I learned to listen for vibration. That was how, what I was, my hearing was attuned to. So I call it dog ears, so to speak. You know, I was, I wasn't ever listening to what people were saying, but more what they were meaning. Yeah. And, and that I believe is the core channel for intuitive guidance. It's a quality of listening to vibration. And I didn't listen from my ego. I listened from my heart mm -hmm. and I checked to see if it resonated. That's what I was taught. Does this feel true? Not does this sound right? Right. So, and, and I do feel like the, the difference between being stuck in your head and following your guidance is when you're stuck in your head, your brain is talking. <laughs> and when you're following guidance, your heart is listening and your brain is quiet. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So that's pretty much how I have set up teaching is to teach people that your brain is not the boss. Mm -hmm. It's the helper. It's not the enemy. It's the helper, but it's not the boss. It's not the leader. It's limited. And your heart, which is connected to your spirit, which is connected to God, is, this, is the channel to listen to because it gives you accurate information. Right. Where your intellect, your ego can give you very inaccurate information, very misleading, very very fear-based, very limited, very, very unclear. So it's a very bad guidance. It's a very bad boss to follow. So for some people who are listening to this, they're thinking, that sounds great. <laughs> How do I start to decipher the difference between, and you mentioned it a little bit, but how do I start to decipher or how do I start to trust, which I think is the biggest component is that you might hear your heart or your heart might be listening, but how do you begin to trust that over the things that your mind and your ego are telling you? Well, it's a different feeling. So we'll do this, you know, um, I'll give you a tool right now we can do, and people can use this tool for themselves. Okay. So to get, to get connected to your guidance, the first thing that has to be in place is that you're available for guidance. Seems like, like it, it would be obvious, but truthfully, most people aren't. They don't want to hear guidance. They want to hear what they want to hear. Mm -hmm. So your guidance will not answer questions that you're not truly available for. So the first thing in consulting your guidance is, am I available to, to have something revealed that's other than what my ego's invested in? Okay, so that's step one. Mm -hmm. 
So it's a classic example. Um, should I go out with this guy? Well, your ego might be, of course, he, you know, he checks all the boxes, whatever, but I don't want to hear no. I don't want to hear watch out. I don't want to hear it's not good. I just want to hear yes, and it's going to be. So then your guidance can't even be involved. Right. But if you go and say, look, it, I don't know. I, it, from, what I can, from what I can tell outwardly, this might be good, but I need to check with my guidance. I'm very available to what my guidance tells me. That's a different frame of mind. Right. So that we start there. Secondly, we have to get what's out of the way, what's in the way, out of the way. So what's in the way are your fears. So Lauren, do you want to be my guinea pig on this? Yeah, I'd love to. Do you have a question you want to ask your guidance mm. that you can share with the audience? The only, sure. the only thing is it has to be a genuine question. A genuine question. Sure. Um, okay. I will, I'll ask, uh, I'll share what I asked this morning, which was, am I on the right path in share in developing this podcast and guiding meditations? Okay. Genuine question. So now let's get in the way what's out of the way and what's always going to be in the way are your fears. Mm -hmm. So fear doesn't stop you. Hiding fear stops you. So step two is let's start acknowledging it by filling in the blank. You just follow along with me. I'm afraid of not being good enough. And I'm afraid of uh, not reaching enough people. I'm afraid of what else am I afraid of? Um, let me close my eyes. I'm afraid well, of keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes open. Okay. I'm afraid of, um, I'm afraid of looking silly. Okay. Now take a breath with eyes open. Okay. Just keep you present and look at one thing in front of you. Name one physical thing in front of you. Uh, thing. My computer. Okay. Perfect. First, that brings you back to the moment, back to your body, right? Yep. Take another breath, eyes open. And my spirit says. My spirit says, you've got this. And my spirit says. Everything's good. And my spirit says. Keep going. And one last question. Is that true? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Couple things. After I do this, everybody laughs. Really? It could, be, it could be in Chinese. It could be in Spanish. It could be in German. It could be in Finnish. Always. Huh. Because when the spirit gets to speak, you smile. Cool. Now, what was the difference between what you had said and your spirit said? It, describe the difference of the feeling. My head was very like searching, like searching for thing, you know, searching for what I'm afraid of and um, more kind of like scattered uh, and, and um, what's a good word? Like uh, weaker, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. And my- And, and then sorry. what happened when you went to your spirit? How did that feel? It was like solid, grounded, concrete, like, truthful, yeah. strong. And I asked you, and this is something to always ask. I didn't ask you if your intuition was right. Mm. I asked you if it was true. 
Right. Because right is an ego question, right, wrong, according to who? Truth is about what's real for you for now. So the so this is the simplest, most direct route to getting intuitive guidance. Now, here's the, the next step. People think, well, that's the end of the step, but it's not. The next step is you get to choose mm -hmm. to follow your head or follow your guidance. You get to choose. Mm -hmm. So first, real question. Second, eyes open, what are you afraid of? Mm -hmm. Third, eyes open, what does your spirit say? Fourth, does that feel true? Because you're not trusting me. You're not trusting some external thing. You're actually checking your own experience. Right. And fifth, you still get to decide. So it always works because yeah. intuition is your natural guidance. Amazing. It worked really hard to break this down and make it very organized because the idea of intuition seems so random and elusive and scattered, but actually it was your head that was random and elusive and scattered. Your intuition was very clear and grounded and solid. Right. So that's a paradox and a surprise for people. Right. Absolutely. And thank you for breaking that down so easily, you know, and I'm sure that wasn't like just an easy thing to come up with it all of a sudden it's 35 years to figure out how to break this down of right. trial and error, but I finally <laughs> created a system that that works through trial and error and experimenting and and I realized that if we just keep it super simple but always give yourself a choice mm -hmm. people don't want to be intuitive because they don't want to be trapped by a, a, an, an awareness that they're not willing to live up to or follow because it's too scary. Wow, that's big. It's real. And so I say, well, you have a choice. Get the intuition. And then if you don't want to live up to that or work with that, you don't have to, but at least don't deny it. Right. That's big. That's it's a big... Everything. Yeah. Yeah think people find it hard to be intuitive. I don't, my experience of working as long as I have is people are very intuitive. They don't want to be that clear mm -hmm. because along with intuition goes responsibility for yourself. Mm -hmm. And it requires some courage and it requires standing in the, uh, in the fire of what would be perceived as, as um, reckless. You might not get approval. I just say, count on it. You won't. You won't get approval. You will be called reckless. You're going to be challenged. And so what? Right. Do what you can live with. But everyone that speaks their heart and speaks their intuitive truth smiles. Always. And I'd say that's a clue. Yeah. Right. Your body's giving you the direct message. And you're having the experience that this feels good. Right. Mm-hmm. I love that. Thank you so much for taking us through that exercise. Well, you were great to be the, the guinea pig for me. I appreciate it. I kind of catch you off guard, but you did it. And you were very helpful in, in doing this because people then observe and can hear even listening back. And I encourage people listening to this podcast, the sound of your voice in your head versus the sound of your voice of your heart are very different. Mm-hmm. 
they sound different. One is tense and contracted and, and, and anxious, and the other is, is expanded and warm and open. Totally. So there's a lot of very strong clues to like, how do I know? It's like, pay attention to your vibration, your body, and what's actually happening. And you have your information right there. Right, right. We're so used to depending on outside external information to validate or give us the direction. And I wanted to ask you while I have you here, you know, we can't avoid what's going on in the world. And I wanted to hear what your take is on and what your heart is saying about the current state of our world and what we're experiencing today. Well, my feeling is very clearly that we don't have a bunch of problems that it's like people like, oh my God, the world's falling apart, all these different problems. I see we have one very in-depth problem that's finally surfacing, which is that it, it reflects in everything. And that is we live in our heads. Mm. And when you live in your head, you, you, you turn people into things. You turn the planet into a garbage pail. Mm -hmm. You otherize and vilify. Mm -hmm. And you get numb to your connection to, to the life flow we all share. Mm -hmm. So we've reached a critical mass. We've reached a point where this living in our heads has gotten us to the point where self-annihilating. So I'm personally extremely encouraged because with first, first we had COVID, which threw us all home and back into our bodies and, and out of our heads. Mm -hmm. So hooray, we woke up. And then B, we started recognizing I've been really disconnected and now I've got to be with myself, which is for some people panic city, but for many people, it was refreshing. It was like, well, okay, I'm worried about the change of my system and my plans, but I like being home and quiet and alone and, and grounded and calm and not racing around. And I didn't choose this. It chose me, but it, it feels good. Mm -hmm. Then we begin to look at, oh my God, there's all these biases and all these judgments and we're, we're, we're projecting on each other that's, you know, one up, one down and discrimination and, and attacks. And it actually started with, with me too, because first it was men and women, then mm -hmm. women, then the planet. And now, now it's otherizing racially, but we're getting to the point where we're recognizing and choosing we got to stop this. Yeah. You can't correct or heal what you don't feel. Mm -hmm. I don't think if we had not all been forced to go home and be in our own bodies again, we would have felt the pain because we were numbed out to the pain of racial bias and, and patriarchal toxic masculine abuse and toxic feminine victimhood because it's mm -hmm. both. Mm -hmm. And I think unless we had had the COVID first, we would have just carried on. Right. So yes, it's a messy awakening, but I'm excited because we're already changing and healing and we're in the middle. We're not at the end. Right. Right. And that's so true. And it's, it's nice to hear too, some encouragement, you know, during this time, because the narrative I think externally is that it's very doom and gloom. So well, thank you. that is the ego. The ego is always going to see the other as the enemy. Mm -hmm. It will never stop. As long as you're in the ego identity instead of in the spirit identity, this will never end. Right. 
But it's gotten to the point, it is, it is, it has reached a crescendo where we realize we're hurting ourselves. Mm-hmm. We are in pain. We are feeling the pain. My advice to everybody is, okay, don't get mesmerized by the pain. Mm-hmm. Get mesmerized by the solution. Because when you go to your heart, the problem stops. You start to feel a connection with our planet, with your body, with all humanity. You stop living in fear and violence. Your heart opens, your, your compassion awakens, your, your ability to connect with one another and, and recognize that we're all in this together and we must collaborate and cooperate and be, be accepting and kind with one another. We don't think it, we feel it. Right. Unless we feel it, we're not going to heal it. Right. That's so a great. I feel like, okay, your solution, everyone matters. Be loving. Start with yourself. Love your spirit. We're not talking about your ego. That's your barking dog. Right. Love your spirit. Because if you're loving your spirit, you're not going to be projecting resentment and bitterness on other people's. It just doesn't happen. Every attack on other people, other races is rooted in self-loathing and fear. Mm. Everyone. So if you are feeling love for yourself, love for your spirit, that by nature is going to extend to others. It's, it's just a natural extension. So you can do something in your home, in isolation, in quarantine by loving yourself. Right. Right. I love that. And it's an amazing advice. And you mentioned in um, the Psychic Pathway, the book, and which I love so much, and I highly recommend anybody to pick up because it really talks about all these things you can start to do and really um, unfold what it means to be psychic and having that pathway. But one thing that you mentioned in there that I think is really uh, straightforward, and it, it's um, the, the word psychic is from a Greek word meaning psyche, right? And psyche, psyche, is that right? Yeah, and it means soul. Soul, right. And so I wanted to ask you, what is the pathway of the soul? Well, here's how I see it. Our divine nature is our spirit, okay? That is our eternal self. Our soul is the part of us embodied that gets to choose. It gets to choose. It's here to to choose, to create. The divine plan is our soul should follow our spirit, our divine guidance. It has the option, though, that it could forget to follow the spirit and just start following the ego. Mm -hmm. Ego is the the animal consciousness. It's the temporary. It's not the boss. So the soul... The pathway of the soul is to follow your spirit and have the courage to stay true to your authentic self and train your ego to support your soul, not fight it. Mm -hmm. And let that exist harmoniously in your body by living and and breathing and choosing and following what your, your deepest truth says instead of having the false God of others approval. That's the path of the soul. Beautiful. I love it. Thank you. 
Um, I want to talk a little bit about guides while we have you here. Um, you know, it's something that you talk a lot about in your books, how to communicate with guides, what are guides. Um, and so how, how does living our lives with um, the connection to guides help us? Well, as a spirit, we are part of the spirit realm. Just like there's as much, there's as much activity in the spirit realm as there is humans in the human realm. Mm-hmm. And the universe is a benevolent entity. It has riffraff, but we as spirits are guided, supported, and as souls who are on this human journey, we have a lot of helpers. We have a lot of light beings, teachers, higher self, angels, um, crossed over people from our family, ancestral lines, nature spirits. There's tremendous resources available. Our angels, for example, are our protectors. They're with us all the time. Spirit guides are like the volunteer corps. They come and go depending on what we're working on and they change. The nature spirits help us connect to the planet and find then we recognize and, and remember that we are on the living, the living consciousness of the divine feminine planet. It's alive. So our spirit, our animal guides help us remember and connect with that and connect with the holiness of our bodies, which are part of the nature, natural world. They're all here to help, but they're not the boss. The boss is your spirit, or we can call that your higher self. Mm-hmm. All the guidance is here to help you connect to your higher self, which is your divine self. That is your number one guide. So if you want, you can open up to the angels and the guides and have all this resource of help. Or you can just say, well, I'll just focus on my higher self and let everyone in the spirit world support me getting there. But I'll just keep my attention on my higher self. Keep it simple according to what feels right for you. But no, you are deeply surrounded and loved and supported all the time. And what's the best way to communicate with your guides? Well, first open your imagination and recognize that just like you're in, you're where you are. I'm where I, I'm in Paris, here in Idaho. We don't see each other, right? Right. We connect. We know we're, we're having a connection that's not physical face to face. Guides are the same way. You go to their frequency then you connect. We both had to get on this frequency to connect. We both had to be on the same frequency. Imagination is the doorway to the frequency to the guides. Open your heart, go through your imagination and just avail yourself to the the concept that they're there to help me. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna have some fun with this. So you ask your guides, okay, I'm open and I understand you're helpful. I understand you're here to help me, but this is new to me. So I have a suggestion. Give me a present. Give me some gift today that I will not miss to let me know you're here. And then see what comes up. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, check and say, now what happened that was a bit out of the ordinary? Did I get a gift? Did I see a feather? Did I... Did I have a penny on the road? Did I get flowers out of nowhere? You don't know what the gift will be, but you're setting it up as a joyful, playful connection. That's the best way to work with the guides. Right. 
I love that. Is there something that happened to you today that you'd want to share? Something that your guides left you or a message? Actually, yes. I have wanted for a minute some new headphones, some okay. AirPods instead of my wired hair headphones for my two and I work with my clients. But all I live in Paris and all the Apple stores have been closed. Everything's been in quarantine. So I got this guidance this morning to go for a walk. And the next thing I know, I'm standing in front of the Apple store, which had just opened and there's no one in line. And the guy looked at me and he said, you want to come in? And I was in and out and had my new AirPods 15 minutes after I left my front door. That's amazing. That was guidance. That was a gift. That was because I had been watching for three months. Right. It wasn't even on my mind today. Right. But I just happened to decide to go this way, that way, there I was. And the way to recognize guidance is it's not a big deal. It's little deals that make a big difference. Mm. Right. It's a happy little deal that made my whole day joyful. Right. I love that. Thank you for sharing that story. Um, I'm going to take you back a little bit because uh, when I was reading one of your books, you talked a lot about, you know, where you learned um, a lot of your spiritual practices and uh, how to be psychic. And when you talked about one of your teachers, Dr. Tully, am I saying that right? Tully. Tully? Sorry, you broke out for a second. Dr. Tully? Mm -hmm. Um, When I was reading that, I just couldn't help but wonder, like, who was this guy? And you know, what was the greatest teaching that you were able to absorb from him? Because I know you studied with him and studied his teachings for a long time. Um, up until I did. When, yeah. So I just, I, actually, I had two teachers yes. that were very distinct. Charlie was my teacher who taught me the psychic arts. Right. He taught me how to read cards, how to do psychometry, how to connect with guides. And Dr. Tully taught me spiritual law. He introduced and pulled back the curtains of consciousness that taught me that we are spiritual beings here to create and master our lives. Mm-hmm. I met him by random when I was 12. My next door neighbor, where I lived as a child in Denver, was an older gentleman and his sister died. So he decided to rent the house. Mm -hmm. So these people moved in next door and one of them was this, maybe I was 12. He was like 19. He was maybe 20 senior in college. And I just would chat with him over the gate. And I told him that I, my mother was psychic. I was psychic. And he said, well, I am too. And I study spirituality. So he took me to this place that was a school. And when I walked in, he talked to me in the door. He said, I know she's young, but it's okay. She can be here. And when I walked in the door, he said, I'm so happy. I've been waiting for you. Mm. And it was a beautiful temple in a beautiful old mansion in Colorado, in Denver. It was painted with all kinds of spiritual and metaphysical symbols, all new to me Mm -hmm. when I began. And I studied with him until I was at least nine years. Yeah. And it was 
so it was meant to be. Mm-hmm. It was part of my soul path. I didn't look for him. I got taken to this place, but he was a good teacher. And I remember one of the very first lessons is he was speaking. He said, a real teacher sets the student free. Right. And that has always been my mission to be a real teacher and to set the student free because he set me free. I was never told you have to come, you have to stay, you have to be here. Never. I was only there because I wanted to be. And I was never once required to show up or be there. It was a gift to me to, to show up. I knew that I had to find the discipline inside. Mm-hmm. That it wasn't going to be like traditional school where I had to be corralled from the outside. And I just loved and to this day teach the same way. You find me and you show up. I'm not going to come after you. Right. Mm-hmm. Was there one thing that he he taught you that just sticks with you all the time? What he mostly taught me was taking what I learned at home about vibration that, that having a, a coherent, consistent, harmonious vibration was power. Mm. And that meant that I had to discipline my mind. I had to be conscious of how, what I put in my body. I had to be aware of what came out in my words. I had to pray and align with the highest intentions. I had to, to be disciplined and present at all times. And and that there was no cheating. There was no getting around that. And that if I didn't do those things, I would not have a harmonious and or empowered vibration. And it would be my fault alone. Right. Because I was completely in charge of that. So what was interesting is I learned this at 12. So my adolescence was very different than a lot of people's adolescence. I didn't do drugs. I didn't drink. I didn't, I didn't do the things that a lot of teenagers want to do because I wanted my vibration to be good. And I could tell the difference. Sure. So, and I found that it created miracles. My life has been endless miracles. Mm -hmm. I got a scholarship to go to college, full on scholarship to friends. All my books have been published. I was given free travel. I mean, And it was because of this. And that's why I'm so devoted to teaching this because I'm not special. I was blessed to have good teacher teach me and motivate me to wanna be in in responsible and in charge of my vibration. And it has blessed my life so much. So that is what I'm devoted to. And it shows for sure. Absolutely. With all your books, I highly recommend her books, workshops, you know, I'll, I'll share all the ways to connect with you. Um, and Sonia, we're about uh, at the end of time. So I want to be extremely mindful of your time, but I'm wondering if you could share a prayer or a affirmation for people who right now are experiencing, you know, our world and it's chaotic. So is there a prayer or an affirmation that you can share with us to help us? Well, I have prayed a particular prayer since I was 12 years old, every day. It's, it's the prayer I wake up with every morning. It goes with me throughout every day. 
It's with me in every decision. And that prayer is divine spirit, Holy Mother, Father, God, move me this day to the highest good for my spirit and all concerned. Move my mind, move my thoughts, move my words, move my heart, move my body, move my actions in love, in light, and in service to the highest healing of the planet. Mm. So my short version of that is Holy Spirit, move me. I love it. Thank and you. And that so has pretty much taken care of things. I got, find myself moved, literally, my words, <laughs> my body, I'm all. And I think right now that is a prayer that can keep things simple, surrendered, grounded, and will bring you peace. Yes. And moving, right? I think. And moving, not right. paralyzed. Right. Right. Yes. Sonia, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing all your wisdoms, all your truths. Thank you for, uh, you know, taking the time out of your day to share with us how you think and feel and, and your work is so incredible. So thank you. Well, it was my pleasure. Actually, I'm thanking you. It was an honor and a gift to give me your time and sharing with your audience. And I'm very grateful. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Thank you for sitting down with us. And I hope you use that prayer. Um, I think that it's a really timely moment to start a prayer if you don't already have that type of practice, but allowing yourself to be guided in the highest good for you and for all. What an incredible prayer for her to share. I wanted to allow you to continue the conversation with Sonia and connect with her. The best way to do that is to go to her website, soniashoquette.net, and I'll make sure that's in the show notes. But there you can access her courses. So um, it can allow you to wake up your spirit or to find the simple answers in your life. So you can go for longer ones, which is eight weeks to getting your mojo back or five weeks to forgiveness. Um, and all of these will absolutely help you in your intuition and connecting with your spirit and your guides. She also has a good vibes tribe. How cool is that? It's such an important time to surround yourself with people who have good vibes, who can continue to raise your vibration and connect with you through this time. So you can join her community. It's loving and very supportive. And then of course she has her books which I can't recommend any higher than I already do. One of the books that I personally found so helpful is The, Path, the Psychic Pathway, um, but she also has many, many other ones that I think would be beneficial to you. Um, three Superpowers, which is very interesting, and uh, Follow Your Trust Your Vibes. And again, it's all available Amazon, Kindle, and directly from our website. So make sure you connect with her, soniashoquette.net. Um, check out her meditations, her courses, any up upcoming virtual events. All of that is available for you. And I am so honored you're here. If you want to connect with me, if you have any questions, thoughts, feedback, you can always reach me at lauren at innerrebel.co. Inner Guidance Daily family, thank you so much for being here. Be well, stay safe, and I'll see you on the next episode.